Is this an opportunity to change the way Canada's healthcare is run? Not just in terms of the way it's run, but the products that are used and in terms of emissions. And can we green Canada's healthcare system? When you look at it overall, the healthcare sector in this country accounts for just under 5% of the country's emissions. Doesn't seem like a lot, but if everybody's doing their part, and of course, Healthcare is a growing sector as the population ages. You think about things like ambulances and those emissions or single-use PPE, which is a big issue and is going to continue to be for a while, even as the pandemic hopefully continues to recede. To talk more about it, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Courtney Howard, who is an emergency room physician in Yellowknife and past president of the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Talk about um, what your major concerns are in in terms of the healthcare sector and, and how it can be more green than it is now. Sure. So the World Health Organization has been saying since 2015 that climate change is the biggest health threat of the 21st century. And that remains true in the middle of the pandemic. So we saw over 500 people die in BC as a result of the heat dome this year. There was smoke that went all the way across Canada. I've done wildfire research and uh, we know that that smoke increases emergency department visits for asthma, for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Increasingly, we think it actually increases overall mortality. We're seeing droughts leading to difficulty producing crops, which can be associated with malnutrition. So there's huge um, health impacts from climate change that we already are. We know that based on greenhouse gas emissions already in the atmosphere, it's that we need to decrease greenhouse gas emissions emergently in order to try to keep ourselves within that uh, zone where we will be able to adapt in a healthy way. And so knowing that as healthcare providers, we've taken a, an oath to do no harm, we think it's really important that our healthcare systems also do no harm. So as you said, uh, healthcare in Canada is responsible for about 4.6% of our emissions. We're the third highest per capita greenhouse gas emissions from healthcare. And not only that, but the air pollution that is associated with emissions also sends people to the emergency departments. So I would love to see our healthcare system move to a model where we are doing good even just in the way we do our work. Well, one of the things that has, has struck me over the course of the pandemic is um, is watching uh, single-use PPE, especially when we see what's happening in ICUs, you know, with gowns that are one use in, out, and in, disposed. Um, it, is that a concern? Like, how do we how do we deal with this? Because this pandemic is going to be with us for a while, and using this kind of PPE, that's going to be with us for a long time, I think. Absolutely. And I actually was really happy yesterday to look up in the World Health Organization pavilion to see my very good friend, Dr. Andrea McNeil, who's a surgeon at Vancouver General Hospital in BC speaking. And this is one of the things she talks about a lot is that there's no evidence that all of these disposable, uh, whether it's masks or surgical drapes or gowns, reduces infection. Uh, Essentially, there was a very successful lobby um, and so even within my medical lifetime, I remember when I started, there were fabric, a lot of that was all fabric, and then it switched over to reuse or to disposables. And so now's the time to be like, look, that is not what we need in terms of, um, there's no evidence that, that reduces infection. Uh, it's filling up our landfills. The masks are filling our oceans with, with masks. And let's start making those supplies potentially locally. 
um, and making sure that that way, if there's another uh, pandemic, anything that can rupture our supply chains, we're not reliant on anywhere else to bring us the supplies we need to keep our healthcare providers and each other safe. We can wash them the way, the old fashioned way, the way our grandparents did. It does a good job. Um, we've got good sterilization facilities and hospitals. And so we can reduce the waste. We can create some jobs. We can make sure that we are uh, ready for the next pandemic because we've already got the materials we need. What's next for Canada's healthcare in terms of greening? What, what would, where would your focus be? Would it, would it be on the PPE? Would it be on, on emissions from vehicles? If you could t- pick one thing. We need to set a goal. So I, there's actually a hydrogen fuel, fully functional ambulance uh, a couple hundred meters from me. So the UK has set a goal of net zero emissions for the healthcare system by 2040. And it's a national effort. Their, their plan is beautiful. It's 70 pages long. They've figured out exactly how much every bit contributes and they've got a plan to bring it down. They are really uh, emphasizing eliminating a very... Um, sort of potent greenhouse gas called desflurane uh, in greenhouse uh, in the operating room. So there's very little downside to switching from it to a different anesthetic gas. Most anesthetists already use the other one. And there's huge benefit uh, because it's really a super pollutant that uh, is much worse than uh, carbon dioxide. Switching from the meter dose inhalers that we often use, the kind of squirt ones, to the ones for breathing medicines like uh, salbutamol, where we inhale instead. Uh, that saves us a ton of greenhouse gas emissions on those propellants. And some of the actually things we've already done, the, the move to virtual care increases emissions. We need to come to a balance in Canada where we're using the virtual care for the possible uh, reasons and making sure the people that need the physical exams do travel. But there is really uh, potential to fine tune that and save a ton of transport related emissions, including flights. So some, those are some of the long, the low hanging fruit, but really I would love to see Canada at COP sign up to the organization's um, program where they're asking for country commitments to build climate resilient and sustainable health systems uh, to achieve net zero by 2050. You know, we need that national level of coordination uh, to get everybody in the same room. It's really multidisciplinary work and to make sure we get the bulk buying advantages that come uh, via pharma, via um, supply chain, uh, other supply chains, because about 60% of the emissions come from the supply chain. So we need to sing signal as a country to those suppliers that we won't buy their stuff anymore by 2030 if they aren't on a similar pathway of decarbonization. So we need a global approach. Canada needs to be part of that. We need a national approach. And I would love to see us commit to a uh, climate resilient sustainable health system as part of the 26 health program. Dr. Hard, thank you so much for your time today. Very much appreciated. Yeah, super great to talk to you. I wish everybody a wonderful day there. Thank you again. That is Dr. Courtney Howard, who is an emergency room physician in Yellowknife and past president of the Canadian Association of Physicians for the Environment. My name is Alan Carter. This is Global News Radio.